on the extra, take along extra oil. When the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. I'm going to talk to the church today. I'm going to talk to you as your pastor. Okay? I'm concerned for us. I'm worried for us. I'm concerned. I got here this morning right at the nick of time. If I'd have been any later, they'd have clocked me out and sent me home and said, don't come back for two more weeks. I can't get quarantined anymore because I'm out of days. Amen. But I drove by a church right over here, and there's a lot of cars in the parking lot. And that congregation is a much older, on average, congregation than we are. We've got to make sure that we don't fall asleep in this hour. I'm going to hit you plain, and I'm going to hit you hard today. And I sent out a text to everybody on the church text list here right before, right at church time and said, if you can, please watch this service today. And I'm telling you, when you go home, you get a hold of everybody that's not here, and you tell them you need to listen to this sermon today. All right? Not because I'm a great preacher or anything like that, but I just feel like this is a heavy word from the Lord. We've got to make sure we don't get drowsy and fall asleep. At midnight, they were roused by the shout, Look, the bridegroom is coming. Come out and meet him. That's what we're waiting on. We're waiting on the Lord to come. We're waiting on him to come back. All the bridesmaids got up and prepared their lamps. Then the five foolish ones asked the others, Please give us some of your oil because our lamps are going out. But the others replied, We don't have enough for all of us. Go to a shop and buy some for yourselves. But while they were up, but while they were going to buy oil, the bridegroom came. Then those who were ready went in with him. Everybody say, those who were ready. Do it again. Those who were ready. Yes, those who were ready went in to meet him, meet in, meet with uh, those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was locked. Later, when the other five bridesmaids returned, they stood outside calling, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he called back, believe me, I don't know you. Wow. The Lord said of the bride, the bride said, I don't know you. We have to make sure that we're known in the kingdom. We have to make sure that the Lord knows who we are. So you too must keep watch, for you do not, for you do not know the day or hour of my return. Now, this is talking about the coming of the Lord. But I believe that before the coming of the Lord, the Lord is going to get a harvest out of the earth. There's going to be a harvest of souls. When this quarantine and this shutdown first started back in March and April, you know, there were lots of people saying, this is going to shake a lot of people. Some places it has, but many places it hasn't. Somebody said, a lot of people getting sick in your church. I said, well, it's not because we ain't social distancing. Because everybody's got plenty of room. Because there's folks that have fallen asleep. There are folks that have slowed down. There are folks that are living in fear. We're not supposed to live in fear, are we? So I want to talk to you today about this. We are losing our oil. We are losing our oil. You out there in video land, social media land, Facebook land, YouTube land, Sister D, you're watching down there on your TV, I know. Brother Art might be watching on his phone in the hospital. We're losing our oil. We cannot afford to lose our oil, brothers and sisters. The oil is the Holy Ghost. The oil is the Holy Ghost. The oil is the anointing. Now, I do not believe that a, you, a person loses the Holy Ghost unless they are turned over to a reprobate mind. I believe the Holy Ghost dwells with you forever. No matter whether you continue to walk in the precepts of the Lord or whether you walk away, backslide, 
and don't want to do it anymore, that Holy Ghost is still in there. It doesn't come and go, come and go, come and go. But what I'm going to talk about today is the anointing on us. The anointing for the end time. We got to make sure that we have oil in our lamps. We've got to make sure that we, as we live in the end times, now is when all this really counts. June 1994. I laid my fat hand on your head. Didn't I? And you got the Holy Ghost. But that doesn't matter now. What matters now is where we're at now. That was our basis. That was our foundation that we're built on. June 1981. Somebody laid their hands on my fat head. Amen. Now you know I said my fat hand and your head. But some of it probably put on my fat head because my brother always told me I had a fat head. Anyway, now is when this counts. Walking with the Lord now <clears throat> is when this counts. <clears throat> you see, everything else was just a, a foundation of, 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 that was being laid in our lives. Now we're coming to the show. All of that was rehearsal. All of that was getting ready. All that was preparing the props. All of that was preparing the costumes. All of that was preparing the lines and the actors and getting ready for the show and the production. We are coming down to the last show. We are coming down to the last hour. We are coming down to when the Lord is getting ready to come. But here's what's going to happen. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, all the past that we've walked in with the Lord now is that foundation that we have now built on and got us to this place. It's like a race. And we went through the last turn, and now we're headed down the home stretch. We went around the last curve, the last turn. And let me tell you something. My reward of living for the Lord right now, almost 40 years, Johnny Ty's reward is going to be the same as reward as mine's going to be, even though he's 39 years behind me. You know why? Because the Lord is so, uh, is so uh, consumed with the thought of getting this last day harvest in. And if you read in the scriptures, he talks about going out and, and hiring men to work in the field for a penny a day. And then he went back at noon and he said, you know, we need more workers. And he hired more for the same amount. And then he went in the last hour and he hired more people to come and work in the field because the, the harvest was so important for him to get it in. And you know what? The guy who worked that last hour made the same amount of money as the guy who worked all day long. It doesn't matter who's first and who's last. What matters is, is that we finish the race. What matters is, is that we finish what we've started and we don't give up and slow down and quit. Amen. Amen. Now, it's not time to slow down. It's not time to quit. It's not time to give up. This is not the time. It's not time to do that. The devil wants you to quit. The devil wants you to slow down. One thing that we have to be careful of is we have to be careful that we don't get so consumed with the things of this world in our prosperity. You know, the last three years have been a very prosperous time in the United States. And, and what happens is, is the Lord begins to bless us. But what happens is we begin to look at the blessings more than we look at the blesser. And we begin to look at him less and look at the things that he's been able to provide for us more. And we get entangled with the affairs of life. And we get entangled with things in our flesh and all of this. This is the destination and the time that we have aimed for our whole journey. For the last 40 years, I have aimed for this time in my life. For the last, how many, 26 years? You have aimed for this your entire life in spiritual walk with the Lord. Kirsten, you grew up in this. You, this is just natural to you. This is just second nature because we are going to this journey and this is the destination. We didn't join the church. We were born into the kingdom of God. We didn't sign a letter. We didn't have everybody come up here. You know, okay, come on up here, Brother Vernie, and let's vote on Vernie. Can Vernie be a member of the church? Now, do, they, do you get to see who votes, who says yes and who says no? You do? Oh, Lord, that would, th those people who suffer from rejection, you know, 
if you don't get enough people voting for you, you talk about you came to church to get, to get encouraged, and then they voted you down. Now you're really in trouble. Now you're really going to need help. You're going to need counseling. You're going to need a lot of help here now. We've been birthed into this. God birthed us into this kingdom. We took on his name in baptism. We became part of the family of God. We're not just joining the church. We must continue feeding this relationship with the Lord daily because we aren't just members of a church. We are citizens of the heavenly kingdom, the kingdom of God. You know, we, we say we are in the world, but we are not of the world. That old song says, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. I can sing them all, all the old ones. I don't even need a book. I remember them. I'm glad we don't sing them very much. Amen. Anyhow, <clears throat> we're in the kingdom of heaven. This is the kingdom. We got to think bigger than here. We got to think bigger than just us. We got to think the world. We got to think the Lord wants to use us in global revival, global harvest global gathering of souls but you see that a lot of people still haven't been shaken enough yet you see what i'm saying watch now we got to continue praying we got to continue fasting we got to continue reading the word and we got to continue church coming we got to keep coming to church we got to keep coming to church we got to keep coming to church I'm not saying that for you here because you hear me right now. I'm saying that for all those out there watching me on TV. We got to keep coming to church and coming to church and coming to church. Amen. I'm concerned about this church. I'm concerned about souls. And you know what's going to happen is I'm going to say this. <clears throat> Please don't think I'm angry because I'm not. But I'm telling you, I'm preaching this message today and I'm giving this warning because in judgment, people are not going to stand and look at me and say, Pastor, as my pastor, you never warned me. Pastor, as my pastor, you never told me that I need to do this and I needed to do that. I'm telling this church today, be alive and online, that we're going to have to get our business straight with God. We're coming down to the end, brothers and sisters, and the fire is going to consume us or the fire is going to purify us. One thing or the other, that's what's going to happen. Give the Lord some praise on that today. <clears throat> One out of five churches will shut down because of the events of 2020. There are churches that are going to be shut down because financially they cannot afford to operate anymore. There are churches that are going to shut down because they become irrele irrelevant in the spirit because they've been, become seeker-friendly churches. Just a feel-good experience. Just come in and have a good time. There's no conviction. There's no change. There's no repentance. There's nothing. One out of five churches is going to shut down in America. Churches have lost up to 25% of their memberships, including us. Why is this? Why is this? Because people watch online. Physical attendance isn't necessary anymore. Thank you. We started out when this shutdown happened, those first online services. Everybody get up. Get out of your jammies. Brush your teeth. Everybody get around the TV and we're going to worship. We're going to praise. We're going to sing. Now we will watch it later. We turn it on while we're cleaning the house, cooking, mowing the lawn. Somebody told me we just turn the church service on. They don't go to this church. They go to another church. We just turn it on in our house and go out and mow the grass. You guys wonder why my hair is getting gray? Of course, on my dad's side, they all went white. Total snow, snow on top. We're going to watch it later. This shaking that is happening in 2020, God is using these events to weed out the weak, the insincere, and the lukewarm. Because you know what? They're not going to be able to stand and last. There's a scripture. Is it a scripture in Revelation? If you cannot run with the uh, footmen, how will you be able to run with the horses? If you can't live for God now, how are you going to live for God when it's hot and heavy? How are you going to live for God when not only, not only Portland and Seattle and Minneapolis, far away places are burning, but how about when Effingham's on fire? How about when Vandalia's on fire? What are we going to do then? 
Johnny, what are you going to do when St. Elmo's burning? You know what I'm saying? What are we going to do? We live in a very isolated cocoon here in this, in this whole country. Right here is a very nice place to live. Before we moved from Washington, D.C., the church that we were in ran almost 600 people. And we had all kinds of people in the church there. We had, we had Africans-Americans. We had people from Trinidad and Tobago. We had people from St. Croix. We had people from India. We had people from, from everywhere. We had Spanish. We had all kinds of people. Now, you talk about worship. Oh, Lord. We were 70% non-white. You know what that was like? The choir would sing one song. They sang one song, and they never finished that song. In the years that I was at that church, I didn't, I, we still don't know the last verse and words to that song because by halfway through, that choir would take off. They'd be coming out of the choir loft running around. They'd be dancing. They'd be, you know. We had a retired mailman. His name was Brother Ted Hicks. He was on the, he was on the church board. He was a black guy. He'd get out there, right in the center aisle right there, Brother Hicks. You know? And so, all of this is happening, and all of this is going on, and there's power, and there's worship, and there's praise. And, and God is bringing us in to that point again. God is bringing us to this end to saying, are you willing to go the last mile with me? Are you willing to go the last part of the journey with me? We can't be lukewarm, we can't be insincere, and we can't be weak. As your pastor, I'm concerned again. I told you that once before, I'm going to tell you again. I'm concerned. I've been walking for the Lord with almost 40 years, and I have seen giants of faith fail and fall. I have seen men and women who you thought would never, ever walk out on God, walk out on God. And none of us are exempt from it. I'm not exempt from it. I've got to feed myself every day. I have got to pray every day. I have got to read the Word and put the Word in me every day. And I don't know about you, but I was really happy to be here today. I enjoyed my church today. I enjoyed worshiping the Lord with you today. Amen. None of us are exempt from this. Now, among us in this little congregation, there have been several among us for years that no longer darken the doors of the church. I'm not going to mention any names, but I have seen the fall of mighty men. I have seen the fall of men who financially were worth millions and are bankrupt now and not living for God. I have seen men and women grow up in this and have Generation after generation of preachers and ministry in their lives walk away from God and walk out the door. So it's not just this church now, and, 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 and they don't go to any church. Some people can say, oh, pastor, we're leaving here, we're going to go to such and such church. Well, I don't, they don't go to any church. They don't go to any church at all. I see pictures of them on social media eating hibachi chicken there at a Japanese restaurant, drinking wine. I see him pictures taking the bars. Christians don't need to be at bars. Uh, Christians don't need to be in bars. We don't have any business in bars unless you're doing an SR, search and rescue. The last time I went into a bar to do a search and rescue, three people in that bar about had a heart attack when they saw me walk in. One guy was coming out the door, and I was walking in. He held the door, and his eyes got as big as saucers. I said, how you doing? Kept on walking. We don't need to be at bars. We've got to separate ourselves from the world. We've got to make sure we have all and keep all the oil in our lamps. We've got to make sure that we take care of this anointing every day of our lives. We've got to make sure we protect it. We've got to make sure that we love it. We've got to make sure that we appreciate it. We've got to make sure that God is going to be able to use us, amen, in this hour. We cannot keep missing church and expect the oil level to stay full. You cannot miss church. You don't stop eating and drinking food and water and think that you're going to remain strong and healthy. That's a lie from the enemy. 
Well, pastor, we got the corona going on. We got all this other going on. But pastor, corona, corona. Everybody say it. Corona. Yeah, say it again. Corona. It's China virus. The prophet said that. The prophet back in February said the Lord took me to a lab in Wuhan. And I saw this virus being made. And it was released on purpose by the Chinese government, the Communist Party. Millions of people around the world are dying because of communism. Communism doesn't do anything but kill and destroy and steal. They take away from everybody, and a few in the, in the Politburo and the party live high on the hog and live in palaces and all kinds of fancy houses and drive fancy cars. I was there in 1991-92 in Bulgaria in Eastern Europe after communism fell, and I saw the palaces that the communists had built, and I saw the cars that the communists were driving, and all the other people lived in a high-rise concrete apartment building, and the front yard outside was nothing but weeds that tall. That's what communism does. Marxism, Black Lives Matter is a Marxist group. Oh, I got quiet on that one. Uh-huh. Pastor, we got the corona. The corona has shut us down. Now it's stealing our commitment to the house of God. Now we watch online broadcast when it's convenient for us, when we got time to do it. We're not gathered around the radio or the TV like they were in the 1930s and 40s, and it was time to listen to the program. Let me give you some statistics about COVID. I didn't make these up. I got them from the CDC. This is the survival rates of COVID-19 that was updated and released on September 10th. It is based on data received by the CDC, that's the government, through August 8th of 2020. Age 0 to 19, the survival rate is 99.997%. Oh, I know some people ain't liking this right now. Age 20 to 40, 9, 99.98% survive. Age 50 to 69, 99.5% survive. Age 70 plus, 94.6% survive. So if you're over 70, 6 out of 100 die. If you're over 70, you got a chance to die today without the corona. If you're in your 50s, you got a chance to fall over with a heart attack today and die. What's happening? Oh, no. Look at that. The devil is slowly tricking us into burning up our oil now. The devil is telling us it doesn't matter now. So later when it's needed, we won't have the oil and the anointing in our lives. I don't remember how long it's been, but I remember standing in the, this uh, front of this church and preaching. And I said, let me tell you something. The devil will not attack you. Boom, boom, boom. Front ways, sideways, flanking you and all that. And let's take you out. But what he does is he gradually begins to attack you with little things. He begins to put little things in your life. He begins to take other things out of your life. He gets you so weak and so malnourished. And then when it's ready to go... When you're at your weakest point, he just comes up and goes, and you fall over and die. See, the devil is into the deception of the gradual. You've heard the story. You get a boiling pot of water, you put a frog in there, you throw him in, he jumps out. But you put that same frog in cold water, and gradually heat it up, you can boil him to death. Because he doesn't recognize and realize the deception of the gradual. How many deer hunters we got in here? Deer hunters. Deer hunters. Okay, I'm a deer hunter once in a while. I gave it up for years because I lost a 10-point buck because I was freezing to death. Freezing to death, and I went in to get warm, and 30 minutes later, a 10-point buck was shot under the tree where I was at. you believe that? It does happen, doesn't it? I gave it up for 25 years. I said, stick to fishing. Amen. But if you're a deer hunter and you see that deer, you don't go like this. You gradually have to get ready. 
you gradually have to move so you don't spook him. And the devil was gradually getting into people's lives and gradually taking us out one by one. We have, to, we have been locked out of church, so now we're used to it. We don't have any physical, worshipful interaction with each other. We're on social media consuming hours and hours of our day. Let's say that all together. Hours and hours and hours and hours. I don't know if your phone, if you got it set up for this, but every week my stinking phone tells me how much time I spend on, on my phone every day. And it makes me sick. Hours and hours and hours and hours. We're on social media consuming hours and hours of our day, fighting with folks, posting and reposting, and yes, taking pictures of ourselves. Yeah. Do we spend an equal amount of time reading the Word? Do we spend hours? Oh, Danny, don't call me right now because I'm in my seventh hour of reading the Word. If I spend four hours a day on social media, on my phone, I, Danny, don't, I got two more hours before I t t read the Word. Most of us can't even read a devotional scripture for the day. Because we ain't got time. It's all about priorities. Are we teaching a Bible study to somebody? Well, Pastor, we're social distancing. We got to, what are we dealing with? The what? The corona. We got the corona. I can't teach anybody a Bible study. No, but you can get on Zoom and teach somebody a Bible study. We got men in this church that have been teaching Bible studies to people right on Zoom all the time. Amen. Amen. Let's not lie to ourselves. Let's not make ourselves feel better and say, well, I'm on social media. I'm on there just making people feel good, and I'm posting encouraging stuff, and I'm doing, oh, shut up. We're lying to ourselves because the devil is gradually getting a hold of our attention. We're spending more time on the phone than we are in the Word. We're spending more time on the phone than we are praying. We're spending more time on the phone than we are living for the Lord. Oh, just going to be hard today. We don't give the house of the Lord. Any, we don't give to the house of the Lord anymore. The enemy is silently and slowly stealing our generosity and love for the kingdom from us. We are losing our oil. Family worship center online today, you're losing your oil. I understand. Now, please, okay, let's back that up a minute. So, look, okay, pastor's not a hard guy to, to follow. I'm not a hard pastor, okay? I don't tell you what to wear. Now, if I see pictures of you on Facebook down in your, your bickaninny, you know, I really don't want to see you in your bickaninny, all right? Would you want to see me in my underwear? This is made for photo shots with all the expectant mothers. Because, and magically, theirs disappears and mine remains. So I'm figuring that like Santa Claus for the Christmas parade, I am the maternity man. So Amber, soon you and I again, we'll line up for our picture, won't we? Yep, we will. We'll line up for it. I don't want to see you in your bickaninny. I'm not a hard man to follow. I'm not a hard pastor. I don't tell you you need, no, don't, don't hang around them. I know some pastors tell you you shouldn't hang around people like that anymore. Now, I'm going to tell you if, you got, if you're trying to get out of drugs and alcohol, you've got to get rid of your druggy and alcohol friends or they're going to pull you right back in the pit. Amen. But I'm going to tell you this we, we fool ourselves, and I'm not, I'm not so hard at it that I think everybody needs to be in this church because guess what? Now, let's look at this next slide. Because here's why 
I understand folks who have compromised health situations. I understand that. Okay? I understand that. But where are the healthy folk? Where are the healthy folks of Family Worship Center? Where are we? Where are we? We got time for hours and hours on social media. But do we have time to come to the house of the Lord? We're staying. Why are we staying out of church? Why are we so quick to stay home from church? What the world? Why don't we come? You know why we don't come? Because our flesh, our flesh, say your flesh, 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 flesh. Your flesh wants to stay home and watch it online because it's easier to stay home. And because we're afraid. I'm going to get the Corona, Pastor. I'm getting a shirt that says Corona Veteran. Let me tell you something. One thing that I had symptoms of was I had a lot of aches. Aches. You know what restless leg is? Restless leg syndrome? Now, I have every day. All right, here's your, I'm going to give you the answer, sister. Right here it comes. It was, like in the, it was like early in the morning, and I'm having restless leg, and you can't, you put it up, and it doesn't help. You hang it down, and it don't work. You go like this, and that don't work. Nothing helps. And I'm like, man, you know, I'm used to that. If it happens, it's in the, at nighttime, never in the middle of the day, and it's like, wow. And I was laying in bed one night, and I was, I was trying to, I was trying to, to, no, it was one morning. I was trying to get up, and it was like, I just didn't feel like getting up. A lot of fatigue going on. And then I'm like, man, my legs are aching. I hadn't even been out of bed yet, and my legs were aching. And the Lord said, what did you do when you preached all those revivals? Didn't you speak to the pain? Yes, sir. Well, he said, why don't you talk to it now? Good God of Zion. I started saying, I speak to the aches in these legs. I speak to the restless leg syndrome in these legs. I haven't even set foot on the floor yet. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And you know what? It didn't leave. It didn't leave. So I called Brother Danny, and I said, God, it didn't leave, Danny. No. I said, you know what? I have prayed for people's backs, and God's healed them on the spot. I have paid for, prayed for pain in other people's bodies, and it left. And so guess what? I'm going to keep on praying until it's gone. And you know what, Brother Gary? It wasn't about two minutes later after keeping on praying and commanding that pain to leave that that achy leg left. And you know what? That's been about two weeks ago, and I ain't seen it since. Amen. I'm telling you, we have authority in the name of Jesus if we decide to use it. Because we've got oil in our lives. But we're afraid. Since when do blood-bought, Holy Ghost-filled folks, when are they supposed to live in fear? When are we supposed to start living in fear? The Lord says, fear not. Fear not. We live in fear more than we live in faith. I understand you might be in a compromising situation, and I'm not saying you need to come here and get infected. But let me tell you something. You can get infected anywhere. You can get infected anywhere. You go through the drive-thru somewhere, and the guy that gives you your Kentucky Fried Chicken coleslaw coughed in his hand, coughed in his glove, and he has a corona but don't know it, and he puts your lid on your coleslaw, and you go home and eat the coleslaw, and the corona's on the coleslaw. Yes or no? Am I making this up? I'm telling you the truth. Listen, back in the 80s and 90s, who was, who was not born in it? Danny, when were you born? 76. You were just a child. That was you. What were you, Danny? 71. Ooh, you're an older model. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Got you a young thing, didn't you, Dan? Yeah. You was out of high school, and she just trying to get to high school. Lord have mercy. And it looks so weird then. You got to wait. You got time, time. Don't, don't look bad now, but back then, a little questionable. Yeah. She's in the fifth grade, and he's a freshman, sophomore. 
Right? Yeah. See? Yeah. Anyway, let's don't go there anymore. Oh. Moving on. And so, back in the 70s or the 80s and 90s, remember this? AIDS. AIDS. HIV. Safe sex. Use a condom. But they said this. The problem is that the condom's pores are not small enough because the HIV virus can still be released through the condom. Isn't that what they said? I know the, you younger ones don't know. You're just like, we don't know. We weren't there. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I will wear a mask in any store that asks me to wear a mask. I don't care. I'll do it. I mean, they're not going to get to enjoy this smile. They're not going to get to see this beauty of this entire face. But it's also nice when they have a baseball cap on and a mask and, and nobody recognizes you. So if you see people that you do not want to talk to, you just kind of keep pull your mask up a little bit higher. You know? And you gotta go, I got to go like this. Because everybody will recognize the maternity bump. But anyway. But the, listen, the corona is airborne. Me putting a handkerchief over my mouth may stop the moisture droplets, but it will not stop a virus. There's no reason to get all upset whether you wear a mask or you don't wear a mask. I'm here to tell you, I'm here to tell you, you can get corona anywhere, anytime, any place. You've got to learn to live to walk not in fear, but in faith. If God can take your sins away, he can heal your body. If the Lord can remove something from your life, an addiction, he can heal your body. Come on now, I need some help. I need somebody to pick up what I'm dropping right now. When and why are we living in fear? Because the devil wants us in fear. The devil doesn't want us to come to church. The devil wants us to stay home. The devil wants us to put the broadcast on and go mow the yard. Are you kidding me? Look at your neighbor and punch him or touch him. Say, are you kidding me? We can't go to church, but we can go to Walmart. We can go to Dollar General. Sorry, Johnny. You can go get your nails done. You don't think if it's airborne and somebody coughs while you go to the nail place, before you, the, the customer before you, if they cough, you don't know. I mean, you, you don't walk in there and you see all the viruses floating around in the air. One thing that I have discovered in this whole pandemic is how awesome the immune system of our body is and how many germs there are all the time every day just attacking us, but our immune system takes care of it. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. The Lord knew what he was doing when he put us together. But we go, to, we go out of town to family stuff. We go on vacations. Well, unless you go on vacation and sleep in the woods, you're going to probably stay in a motel. Hotel. And how do you know the person before you didn't have the corona and the maid was too lazy to clean the place? I'm just telling you, we can't come to church, but we can go on vacation. We can't come to church, but we can go to Dollar General. We can't come to church, but we can do this and do this and do this. What? Whatever our flesh wants, that's what we do. Because we have not destroyed the works of our flesh. We're losing our oil, Family Worship Center. We are losing our oil, and we better get it back. Because you know what the Master said? Too late. I don't know you. That's what he said. Is this okay? It's all I got. The devil's stealing our strength. He's stealing our faith. He's stealing our testimony. The Lord made his house the center of everything to be the top priority of our lives. Even if you're not the pastor, the house of the Lord is a priority in your life. Yeah. So, pastor, you, you work here. You get a paycheck from here. Yeah, not all the time. Trust me. Amen. 
Thank the Lord, years ago I was smart enough, even though I faced a lot of persecution, to develop several streams of income. Well, you need to be doing this, you need to be doing that. Well, yeah, you need to pay me, but you didn't. So there you go. How about that? How about that? Look at your neighbor and tell him, how about that? How about that? Here, Sister Teresa, you ain't got a neighbor. How about that? How about that? Yeah, top priority. If you're not the pastor, you're still a child of God. If you're not the pastor, you're still a believer. If you're not the pastor, you're still a son of his, a daughter of his. We're children of God. This is our house that he put us in. We got to take care of this house. We got to be here to this house. You people that have kids, when your kids don't come home to see you, you're, you're put out, you're upset, you want to see your kids, you want your kids home, amen? You want to see your kids. If you ain't got kids, that's how you're going to feel one day when you get old and fat and ugly like me, amen? I'm telling you, there it is. Top priority, the house of God, the tabernacle, the temple, the synagogue, and the church. Jerusalem is the eternal place where the Lord's name will dwell forever. And by the way, if you Google the geographical center of the earth, do you know where it's at? Jerusalem. God wants his kingdom to be the center of all of our lives. And the devil is, is moving in with all kinds of reasons and excuses that we can't do this and we can't do that. We can't have this and you can't have that. Corona, Corona, Corona. The devil's lying to us. The tent doors of every man's tent in the Old Testament opened toward the tabernacle. They watched Moses, all of them. They stood at the, the door of their tent, the word says, and they watched Moses walk into the temple the tabernacle, into the house of the Lord. Amen. Every time, the temple, every time you come out and you see it, every, you know what, it's always on my mind. It's always on my mind. As a pastor, it's always on my mind. I'm worried about this church. I'm concerned about this church. I've been praying for this church. I'm not talking about the building. I'm talking about people. I'm talking about people who once sat here and aren't sitting here anymore. I'm talking about people who decided, well, I'll just watch online. But guess what? I know who's watching online. Oh, man, you don't even understand what's going on. November is coming. I'm, I'm telling you, I got a thing called, they got me all set up. I got a thing called Google Analytics. I can watch who watches on Facebook. And when I, get, when I got on Facebook the last couple of weeks when I couldn't be here because I was on the quarantine, C-O-R-N-T-E-E-N, quarantine. Yeah, see, the Lord gave me new revelations too. Spelling. I got on Facebook, and there was four people. Now, I know we have more than four in this church. We're not watching. I got a thing called Google Analytics and BoxCast Analytics. I can tell you what country is watching. I can tell you what state is watching. I can tell you what town in that state is watching, what time they're watching, how long they're watching for. I'm like Big Brother. I know. And you know what? I'm concerned because we're not watching when we say we're watching. And it just goes on, and we don't get the word in us, and we don't get fed. This November is coming. I'm telling you, the most important election in this republic, in the history of this republic, is about to take place. Like I said, I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican, Libertarian, Communist. I don't care if you're just upside-down pineapple cake. I do not care. But I love America, and I do not Amer want America to be a socialist country. I don't want it to be a, a country that takes away my right to come to church, that takes away my right to carry a gun that takes away my right to live in the greatest land that I want. And guess what? If that side doesn't agree with what I say, they want me to give them tolerance and they want to shut me up. Amen. I came into a land of the home of the free Amen. The land of the free and the home of the brave. And I want America to stay that way. And I'm praying. I'm telling you, you think all these riots are going to stop? They're going to get even worse because God is going to use all this. We're going to have mail-in ballots, Supreme Court appointments. This place is getting ready to get turned upside down. Why? God is using this year and the events. This is a shaking to get our attention. All of this is a shaking to get our attention. It's not going back. To January of 2020. It's not. Ever. Normal's gone. Normal is gone. 
Now we have to deal with the new normal they're telling us. So the new normal in the Holy Ghost is what? The new normal walking with God is what? The new normal is we got to get our oil back in our lamp. We got to get the anointing back on us. Amen. We got as your pastor, I'm going to tell you again, I'm concerned. All right, Kirsten, get up there and give me a real good one. Amen. You got a real good one? Good. You can do a real good one. I'll sing. There's a shaking that's coming. Amos says that everything that can be shaken will be shaken. So get ready. But we cannot live in fear when the shaking is happening. We have to stand by faith because God's going to take care of his people. And you say, Pastor, what about the church? What about the church? What about all the church people who were here? God's going to send in others that are hungry. God's going to send in others that are ready. God's going to send others that he's ready to harvest. Amen. Because you know what? He's not gonna, you don't want to give your, your gift to somebody who doesn't appreciate it. You don't give a gift to somebody who doesn't love it and like it. You don't want to give a gift to somebody who's not all so thrilled to get it. Brother, when this power of the Holy Ghost came in my life in June 16, uh, 1981, it has turned me inside out for the almost 40 years since. Since then, I'm telling you, God is going to get, send people here because this earth is going to shake so hard, they're going to be afraid. Look at what happened 19 years ago. The towers fell. Planes flew into the Pentagon and into the field out in Shanksburg, Pennsylvania, which is just about 30 minutes from where my mom and dad live. Amen. All of that happened, and every, oh man, everybody was on fire. Everybody was going to church. That only lasted for just a few months, and now that was all gone again because they still had their money. They still had their entertainment. Look at it. Major League Baseball. No fans. NFL. Very few fans. Our whole society, the hockey, all of it, it's just turned upside down. Our idols are getting shaken. America's idols of entertainment and sports. No big, big blockbuster movies. All oh, it is is trash anyway. People are so burnt out on movies that now they like to watch cartoons. Have you thought about that? Number one movies the last couple years are what? Animated. Masters of the Avengers. Whatever it is. I don't know. Brother Rob never could figure out, Brother, Pastor, you don't watch movies? Uh, very rarely. I don't have time. I'm on my phone doing social media. Amen. Huh. Taking pictures of myself. Listen, when you get this old, you ain't going to want to take pictures of yourself and let everybody see how bad you look. Yeah. The world's going to shake, and the church better be ready because they're going to be coming. God didn't give us this big, nice sanctuary just to have 20 people in it, 30 people, 50 people, 100 people. God wants us to have multiple services. How about services on Saturday nights for people who have shift work on Sundays? How about two or three services on a Sunday? Amen. And how about this? And I appreciate Danny and Johnny and Brandon helping teach and preach while I was in the quarantine. Amen. Covering for us. Taking care of everything. Brother Clark, everybody who puts this all together, I couldn't do this by myself. Why? Because you guys are the faithful. You're the committed. You're here. You're willing and able. You're ready to do something for the Lord. That's called oil. Oil. Oil's making us be like that. We are put on this earth to fulfill our kingdom responsibilities. We are not here to accumulate stuff and things. It's the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. Somebody say that with me. The kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. It's the kingdom. Not just get, you just get stuff and things, and after you get tired of it, you got to get a storage unit. Cost you 75 bucks a month, put all your trash in it. It's the kingdom. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Hallelujah. Are we ready for the shaking? Let's stand. And will we survive? Are we ready for the shaking that's coming? Are you ready? As Bishop Jakes had said, get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. It's coming. It's happening. We're living in the end time. You said you wanted to live in the end time. 
You said you wanted to be in Ellen, and here you are. You better get the oil flowing in your life because people are going to be saying, what can I do? Can I, I need help. What do I need to do? You better be ready to have that answer. You need the Holy Ghost. You need to get God in your life. You need to surrender. You need to repent and turn from your sin. You need to do this. You need to do it right here and right now. Amen. In the name of Jesus. God wants an end-time harvest, but he's got to get the world's attention so the heat's going to be turned up. And it's the same way in the church. Are we ready for it? Are we ready for it? Are we ready for it? Will we stay in a relationship with the Lord? One that will cement us into this end time church that the Lord is going to have. You ready to get cemented in? Concreted in? I'm ready. I'm ready. I've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. God's going to have an end time church. Will we have the oil in our lamps or not? I close with this. 2 Timothy 1.6. The Amplified. Paul's talking to Timothy. This is his final letter to his son in the gospel. And he says this. That is why I would remind you to stir up. Everybody say stir up to rekindle the embers of, fan the flame of, and keep burning the gracious gift of God. The inner fire that is in you by means of the laying on of my hands with those of the elders at your ordination. What's he saying? It's time to stir up the Holy Ghost. It's time to rekindle few Sundays ago I preached on don't lose your breath what does breath do to a fire ignites it brothers and sisters I'm concerned for us because I'm not going to stand in judgment and you look at me and say you never told me pastor I'm telling you today I'm telling you today Lord mark it down September 25th. Is that right it is? 25th? 26th? 7th? Well, in quarantine, you don't know what day it is. When Vernie was quarantined, I told him, mow your grass three times a week, Vernie. You'll save on clippings. It'll be about that big. Man. September 27th, 2020. I warned him. I warned you. I warned you online. I warned you in person. And I'm gonna, I got another way I'm going to warn you, too. You'll see. It's coming. It's going to happen. we got to be ready. Who's ready? Who'd like to pray? Who'd like to talk to the Lord for a moment? Huh? Why don't you all, let's all come up. Come on. Let's all just come up and gather around. We're going to sing. We're going to sing and pray just for a moment before we leave. It's 1147. Amen. Close your eyes. Talk to the Lord for a few moments. Maybe get some things out of your life. Maybe get some roadblocks out of your life. Some roadblocks that you don't want there.
on us, Lord. Breathe on this congregation here today. Lord, I thank you for those who are here today. I thank you for those who are watching today. I thank you, Lord. Let a special blessing come. But Lord, you've got to wake us up. You've got to wake us up. You've got to wake the church up today, Lord. This church has to be awakened. This church has to be awakened. pray for Family Worship Center. I pray for all my brothers and sisters today. I pray that somehow the words that I spoke, God, they will land on fertile soil and take root and grow and be fruitful. Help us to get a cleanse. We cleanse ourselves. Lord, we repent. Lord, we repent of things that have gotten in the way. We repent of things that have got in the way of the Spirit moving in our lives move in a mighty way God in our lives we seek your face in humbleness Lord we seek your face Lord in submission humility we seek you God we ask you to forgive us ask the Lord to forgive you right now ask the Lord to forgive you of something that he's bringing to your attention he's bringing something to your attention right now in the name of Jesus in the name of the Lord in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we pray. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now let's just pray in the Spirit just before we leave. If you're able to pray in the Holy Ghost, just go ahead. Let us pray just for a moment. Oh, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Change us. Change us, Lord. Change us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being here. I, let me say this, and I'm going to send it out. Um, I've noticed also, um, county by county, that Fayette County is over 400 and some cases now, shooting close to 500. All over the Midwest, states are spiking right now. You know why states are spiking? Because we're out. I mean, if you stay in your house all the time, ain't nobody going to get sick. But when you get out, it all spreads, and they should have thought about that when all this was going to happen. But you know what? Here's the deal. So what we're going to do is I'm going to suspend life groups until spring, okay? I know. I know. I'm going to suspend them until spring, and I'll tell you why. We're just gonna, we don't want anybody to just get sick because we're not careful. So we're going to be careful. But we have church on Wednesdays and Sundays, you know? And we'll, we'll go out to eat, and we'll do something, we'll spend some time together. But we're just going to suspend life groups until the spring. Well, in the spring, when we start those last year? February or March? February, I think. It's February, because we had one in February and one in March before we got quarantined. So, okay? So just bear with me on that. I don't like that. I, I wanna, I'm, I'm a social guy. 
I like folks. I like people. I like to share, but we don't want to share everything. Amen. So, thank you. Walk in the power of the Lord. Church Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, right here. Um, anything else? Nothing else? Nothing else. Okay. All right. Keep the oil in you. Keep the oil in you. Amen. You're free to go. Thank you. Keep, you're welcome. Keep praying for all of the folks who are, who are dealing with sickness. We're going to turn the current corner on this. Amen. Amen. We all get immune and antibodies. Then we probably just need to go give plasma for a fundraiser because it'll be worth $100 a quart. Amen.